0: Hello, this is Ronnie Dupree from Ronnie Dupree's Cell Phone Superstore, and you are listening to The Horrible Movie Podcast. It's
1: podcast!
0: What's a, what's a podcast? podcast. Alright, well, welcome to um, The Horrible Movie Podcast.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to say cast.
0: And he you he came in separately i wasn't here and he came in and recorded it and he was not aware you're saying what a podcast was
1: i don't think he'd ever heard of one so
0: what did you think he, what, what, what do you think he thought a, po- a podcast was or podcat was
1: um you know just kind of like a labradoodle like a,
0: <laughs> a mix of i know what a polecat is a polecat is a skunk did you know that oh
1: yeah yeah polecat you know who, who who taught me that Jack Altraman. Yeah,
0: polecat, Yeah. I never, I never heard of that. Yeah, if someone offers you, well, I'm from the Wade Woods, and them's polecats over there. Uh, Thundercats. I know what those are, too. Growing Wait. up, I knew what a polecat was. A Thundercat. And now we have a horrible movie podcat. He's going to be making live appearances. <laughs>
1: He's the mascot for the um, show now.
0: Yeah, the horrible movie podcat. We thought about Planet Comic Con about <laughs> having the horror movie podcat dress up and walk around and hand out free stuff to kids. I,
1: I feel like that would be Paul. Like Paul would be that He'd person. He'd be perfect.
0: He'd be perfect for that. Um, I think from a standpoint of, um, a mascot, a pod cat would make much sense on this. Um, I wish there were a mascot for this movie. This <laughs> m- movie would be much better with some fun mascot that showed up and danced around to make us really appreciate chips. Um, but for me, this movie was not great. Surprising that it wasn't great, but it was not great.
1: You know, every so often you read reviews from trusted sources and you're like, you know what? I think they were probably a little harder on that movie than they needed to be. I think I would probably go see it and probably like, you know, some of the things that that rubbed them the wrong way. It would actually kind of entertain me or whatever. I was wrong on this one. (laughs) I, I thought bad. for sure, I thought for sure that I would like parts of it, and if not, most of it. And I, man, it is really, really bad.
0: Um, and there's some actors in this that are pretty good, and we'll go over those in a second. But I just was very, um, I, I, I say this, you, did you said you watched the TV show Chips?
1: No, I've never seen it. I've never seen a single episode. I, I was aware of it when I was growing up, just. Uh, syndication. I think my, either my parents or my grandma watched it, but so it was in, it was on in the background, like in the living room or something like that, but I never actually watched it.
0: Okay. Um, I watched it. Uh, I think it was on in reruns on TBS and maybe even USA network when I was younger. And it just was, uh, it was okay. It wasn't anything I was like super into. I knew about punch. I knew that. N- I knew that name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I knew that, their whatever call we have a seven Mary three or whatever that was, because I knew enough. We were talking on the Tuesday episode about a little bit about the band seven Mary three. We talked about it and how they, uh, that was based on whatever was on chips. But beyond that, I knew they were motorcycle policemen.
1: Was it a comedy? Like, was it a funny TV show? Yeah, it was, it was, um,
0: it was situational comedy. It wasn't slapstick comedy. Um, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. It was done in that same vein as I'm thinking of other shows that were done that way. Magnum P.I. Okay. I'm not saying it was like Magnum P.I., but it was done in a way that was... Magnum P.I. had some funny moments on it, mm-hmm. and Chips had some funny moments. I'm surprised by their, by Hollywood standards where they'll just take any property they think they should make a movie out of. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, I'm surprised we don't have a Magnum PI movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it's a miss. I mean, it, it just depends on the director and We're the actors. More and more I misses, though. Yeah. I, I mean, like we talked about Get Smart, I think um, maybe about uh, yeah. 10 episodes ago yeah. or something like that. And I, I kind of liked it, but it, it didn't really hit and wow audiences. Right. This one did, uh, Chips did really, really poorly. 21 Jump Street did r- really, really well. So yeah. it's, it's. Now that
0: is true. But they freshened that, that up and made it slapstick comedy made it more like um I don't want to say old school but it was more slap slapstick from a standpoint of like gag a lot of gag stuff things like that you know
1: yeah I mean, so. that the the I'm sure the, this kind of thing has been done forever I mean for decades and decades but the first one I remember doing this like taking some, some kind of an older show and bringing it it was actually in the 90s when it happened but um what's that that show with like the um like the the striped car that always like jumps over the, the ramp and it's um um like the the girl wears like really shorts. Yes, but but that movie came out what ninety oh, eight and that was another
0: one. Then I just go why?
1: It was like ninety eight or ninety nine yeah. or something like that.
0: I really lo- and, I really watched the credit of Dukes of Hazard too. But so. like
1: people went to go see that movie and um and, and they were just like offended by it. Like it had changed the mood and the characters so much that they went to go see the film. And they're like, that's not the Duke of Dukes of hazard that I know.
0: Right. So right.
1: I, apparently I'm looking it up, it came out in 2005, but um, yeah, the Daisy Duke shorts and stuff like that. It was just like really, like really offensive. Like people <laughs> walked out of there going like, Oh, like with a sour taste. in their mouth.
0: As a, the Daisy Dukes on her, um, that was a statement. I feel like shorts on men are beginning to get shorter again. <laughs> have you seen this at all on anyone?
1: I have not. I've heard about it. I'm
0: starting to see more of this, <laughs> and it's a little bit scary. I'm a, uh, and you may agree with this or not agree with this. I'm a uh, guys. I'm a dyed in the wool cargo khaki shorts, and I know I look online now, and people are ripping us as a people with the cargo khaki shorts. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to unabashedly uh, wear those things. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. You're steadfast, man. I'm going to be wearing those until they come back in style because I can put my phone in a pocket. I can put my wallet. I don't have to sit on my wallet like you people. <laughs> I, I don't. I can put it in my pocket down below on the right side or left side, wherever I want. I can put my phone in my pocket, my keys in my pocket. I have another pocket that I could put a sandwich in or a quesadilla in or a pita. I can put anything in that pocket I want. Yeah. A Pop-Tart. It's total freedom, man. Total freedom. Total freedom. Um, All right. With that said, let's do something on this show we call Time of Horse Hunting Deeds. The details of the movie, ladies and gentlemen, Chips. Chips starring. All right. Rewind. Directed by Dax Shepard. I should have (laughs) known. I should have known, Dax Shepard. (laughs) All right. So Dax Shepard also stars in this movie, but let's talk about this. Uh, directed by Dax Shepard. Written by Dax yes, Shepard. Yes, it's pro- all him, man. Produced by Andrew Panay and Ravi Mehta. Um, and based on Chips, the TV show that was written by and created by Rick Rosner. Starring Dax Shepard. Michael Pena. Um, Rosa Salazar. Adam Brody. Who I was actually kind of glad to see Adam Brody acting again. <laughs> Richard T. Jones. Kristen Bell, who is Dex Shepard's wife in real life. Um, oh, right. Wife in real life. The W-I...
1: <laughs> wife for life.
0: Wife in real... W-I-R-L. Wife in real life. <laughs> um, hashtag W-I-R-L. And then Vincent uh,
1: Anafrio. who That's plays the, ba- the bad guy. The bad guy, oh. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, By the way, Kristen Bell is in this movie for a hot minute.
0: I would say probably six minutes He total. doesn't use her very much, and that's his wife. It's surprising that he didn't put her more in here. Brett Ratner is uh, the person that founded uh, the Rat Rat Pack um, Entertainment, and that's who did the distribution on this as well. Brett Ratner is the person that created, drumroll please, Horrible Bosses. I feel like he had something to do... With, um, oh, okay, Superman Returns, X Men, the first one. Um, he did, he's done a lot of stuff. He's done, well, I know he was under consideration for that one, for X Men, sorry, rewind. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's friends with a lot of random old people too. Um, he also did, um, he's been seen on the TV show, TV series Punked as well, and other things. Long story short, that's him at Rat Pack dune entertainment um, release date March 20th 2000 or re- March 24th 2017 um, running time 101 minutes budget 25 million and box office 25.5 million so they're just raking it in <laughs> um, thank good job Dax um, this, they, will, this will not sell a lot of DVDs either. no no one wants this <laughs> so there it is
1: what a um, low budget for this kind of thing by the yeah, way That was really sad because there's I mean these aren't a list and Michael Pena is probably the closest to an A list actor. He's kind of become that in the last few years. But he was an Ant Man. I guarantee you they didn't pay Kristen Bell very much because she was hardly ever even the, in the film. Or he did. Um, it's his movie. He yeah, pay he his can his do wife whatever, whatever he wants. Um, I I'm sure Dax probably got the most money just because he had so many roles that he was wearing. Yeah. Um, for the for the film, but. I don't know. I, I it had a few explosions and stuff like that, but I really thought that the budget would actually be a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, they they did not mess around with uh, too much on this one. Um, I like I said, the Chips TV show, uh, kind of a late seventies, early eighties staple. Um, police in LA have to be a motorcycles because they're on they're in the um, I guess New York cops could be too, but they're in traffic a bunch and they have a lot more foot cop foot policemen mm-hmm. in New York. LA, very large area, would you agree? to cover.
1: Yeah, and I I grew up in California, but I, I honestly I have almost never seen cops on motorcycles, especially on the highway.
0: They'd save a lot of gas, and I'd be surprised now with the uh, I, I think, culture's mindset being what it is. I
1: think it's a safety thing. Like I just don't think that it's safe to be out there on motorcycles. I think you're just a lot more exposed as a cop. That's true. In LA, but that's true. Um
0: Phil why don't Sir? you try to do the, since you brought this movie to us, why don't you try some 30 seconds synopsis? This is my punishment. Yeah, this is your punishment. Uh, when that clock says, uh, let's say, let's give it another uh, 15 seconds here. You have 15 seconds to think about what you're going to say. Okay. And then you're going to do 30 seconds synopsis. Are you ready? I am. In a five, four, three, two, three, two, one,
1: Chips. All right, so Michael Pinion plays a guy that is out on the East Coast and uh, in Miami, and he is infiltrating, basically, to find these dirty cops. So he goes to California and has to infiltrate and try to figure out who the dirty cops are. He teams up with a newbie on the force who is uh, just a um, terrible, terrible person, terrible cop. Mm -hmm. And together they find out who the bad guys are and take them down.
0: 2-1. All right, good job. 28 seconds. Um, so we will be soon taking a little Brixy Wixy, uh, but when we come back, okay, we're going to continue talking about the plot. All right. And I'm also going to give you a little bit of an ad when we come back from a very special contributor to our podcast. Um, he's been very helpful and he dropped off his tape ad earlier. <laughs> do pre when we come back. Phil, I would like you to answer me a question. Here's my question. I guess I got to ask it for you to answer it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you have a phone? You have a cell phone?
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I have for a long time.
0: Um, The latest in technology is available to all the patrons of this area we live in. And so if you're a local ad person here in Southwest Missouri, I want you to focus. We have a very special ad um, that's been brought to us. this guy is uh, a venture capitalist, and he's went out on a limb, um, but he's done that while I think it sounds like, you know, in the midweek episode, we we played this guy's ad. He dropped it off. He dropped it off with you, and I didn't have time to listen to it, and you didn't either, but he did record the bumper for this episode. Yeah. Uh, his name's Ronnie Dupree. He dropped by, dropped his ad off. He dropped it. We were a little worried, though, because he dropped it off in uh, cassette tape. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of scared me, but he's a paying customer. He gave us money for his ad, so I thought, you know, we'll give it a chance. Um, And, you know, since the midweek, I wanted to check out the advertisements. I went over to his cell phone superstore. It's Ronnie Dupree and his cell phone superstore. And I went over there and looked around just to see what he had. And I am a little, he he describes it in his ad as being a little bit um, unsure, I think, of his, of what he's doing. And if you go to his store, you would probably agree. I don't think he would be upset with me saying that, but he is paying for this ad space. So I want to respect that. Do uh, you have the tape ready to put in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, folks, here's our uh, new advertiser on the show. His name is Ronnie Dupree. He's uh, advertising for Ronnie Dupree's Cell Phone Superstore. Here he is. It's is on. It is. It is on. Hello, my name is Ronnie Dupree, and I am the owner of Ronnie Dupree's Cell Phone Superstore. We have all the best deals for all your needs for technology like pagers and flip phones and also bag phones. Did I mention we are slashing the prices of our pagers? We're looking to unload up to 150,000 pagers that I purchased uh, from a Chinese pager dealership, um, anticipating that people would eventually migrate away from smartphones and back to pagers. With that said, I'm taking it on the chin. That's right. I will be basically giving these things away. We are starting a new program called A Laptop for a Pager. That's right. You will be trading in your laptops, and I will give you however many pagers you would like. Maybe one. Maybe two. Take three. Whatever you want, you can have at Ronnie Dupree's Cell Phone Superstore. Store, store. And then also we are starting up a new a new thing at our superstore and it's called please someone buy this superstore from me. I bought into this hoping that I could be a cell phone technology mogul, but I honestly have no idea about cell phones. In fact, I'm not a mogul, I'm more like a, you know, like a muggle from Harry Potter. With that said, come on down to Ronnie Dupree's Cell Phone Superstore. We will save you money on pagers, flip phones, and bag phones. I guarantee it. I can't save that. Trademark infringement. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, I think Ronnie's bitten off more than he can chew in this.
1: I, I, I get the feeling that he's not a social person person like he's not a well i asked him
0: i asked him when i went to his store i said hey i told him who i was to, uh, you know jack from the Horror Movie podcast and i wanted to know about his website because i thought maybe we could help promote his website
1: uh-huh.
0: he asked me what's a website <laughs> and i guess i should have known whenever he was trying to sell pagers because he said he bought 100 a <laughs> pagers that I should have known that he didn't have a real concept for where technology was moving. Yeah. He asked me again what a podcast was. <laughs> I mean, literally. So... I had to explain to him it wasn't an animal, and it's a, called a podcast.
1: I, I heard his PR guy backstage from the Horrible Movie Podcast studio say something about they, they want to build a website, and they've reserved www.RonnieDupree'sCellPhoneSuperStore.com, but they were afraid that people wouldn't know how to type all that.
0: Well, and he <laughs> he thought of abbreviations for it. So what would it be? R D
1: C S. CPS,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> RDCPS.com. dot When it just rolls off, the he tried out.
0: to get gov, but he couldn't <laughs> get it anyway. Free phones for all, but okay. So anyway, enough about Ron. But we'll see if he's an ad. I don't know if he'll be on again next week as an ad because he, he the, the amount he paid paid me for that spot is huge. Like I think he blew his whole feel, ad budget. I was gonna say I feel bad. We're running him out of business probably by he taking insisted. all his money. He <laughs> insisted. He insisted. So anyway, on to chips. Don't tell chips that we took his money, but we didn't really take his money. Um, so Dax Shepard, this is his brainchild. Oh man, this is his. This is what he created for us, folks.
1: I feel bad for him, Dax. What were you
0: thinking? All right, so check it out. Um, there's an FBI agent named Castillo.
1: Which, I f- already forgot that because he's Ponch for the rest of the movie. He's Ponch,
0: but <laughs> he's an FBI agent named for Castillo. He works undercover at the beginning of the movie, um, busts up a um, a crim- some criminals. He is then
1: sent to, Which he shoots his partner in the process yes. of like of catching this guy, this bad guy or whatever. And I immediately thought of the Bad Boys movies. Like, there's a lot of this movie that's very derivative of other films. Yes, but that was one immediately. Like, as soon as he shot his partner in the shoulder, I was like, "Oh come on, Bad Boys!" He got shot in the butt, but yes. basically the same thing. So, um, so we have um,
0: Punch, and then in we have John Baker who is a former um, freestyle motocross racer who decides to become a policeman because basically his whole motivation is he feels as though his wife is going to leave him mm-hmm. and doesn't love him anymore. She, His theory is that women technically a lot of times will marry a man that's a lot like their father. Her father was a policeman. So he becomes a policeman he is very absent-minded he's also had they make a big point of it he's had a billion surgeries to repair his bones he's been in a ton of motor which you would as a motocross yeah, racer you would I mean, have basically was
1: like an x games kind of um yes. kind of guy so yeah yeah he's he's popping opiates left and right yeah. throughout the film his body's been damaged to a point <laughs>
0: uh he's on a ton of painkillers um And he needs to... uh, He's living in the guest house of his huge mansion or whatever while his wife's in the main part.
1: As Ponch says at one point in the movie, you pop more pills than Elvis.
0: Gosh. (laughs) Oh, by the way, another non-family friendly movie. You're not going to want your kids to see this. No. There's some American Pie-esque scenarios in this. Yeah. It's the best way to rate it.
1: I I was surprised at the number of conversations that were very adult, but then also like the visual. There's some main major major visuals. So... um. Paunch is sent
0: to the California um, Highway Patrol because it's been said there's some dirty cops. And he's been sent by the FBI to break it up. Meanwhile, John Baker, is he's luckily passed his um,
1: Highway Patrol tests. He barely makes it.
0: Yeah, and it's only because Maya Rudolph's character (laughs) allows him to go through because of her husband um, maybe leaving her.
1: I'm gonna get I'm gonna get, get, gonna go ahead and say this right now. She is the only funny character in this movie. Because she is really funny. Yeah. She's really funny. And she's on the on screen for two minutes. Why minu- didn't they pay two her more money to just be in the movie, please? Maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. Sad. Gosh, it's sad. Yeah, she should have been one of the main cops. Uh, oh well. <laughs> um
0: but um they are teamed up. Ponch and John Baker are teamed up. They are trying to track down. Um, some corrupt police and the uh, bad officers we find out are led by a guy named Lieutenant Ray Kurtz, who is played by um, longtime actor Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays D'Onofrio, sorry, who plays the kingpin on the uh, Daredevil TV show. And oh, he yeah. does a great job. Yeah, yeah. He's, great. So he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he's great. He's a great actor. Um, he's forced into some really dumb situations on this, though.
1: Well, he was given a really bad script to work with. I
0: think. I and mean, we Have you ever written a script? No. I haven't either. I've started to write two different books, though. I've gotten nowhere on those.
1: I'm guessing that what I would have written for this movie would have been just
0: as bad. I probably just would have watched a bunch of the episodes of the show and done done those. But
1: <laughs> Dax must have really liked that show. You know, so in real life, just as an aside, he is an actual, like, biker guy. Like, he, he races... Um, uh, motorized bikes and stuff like that in his free time. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's like a hobby of his and I think it has been for a long, long time. So I think like him being in Hollywood but also having that pastime I think kind of gave him a green light for this type of a movie. I think that's really the only reason that he was probably chosen by Warner Brothers.
0: Sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Um. Man, it's bad.
1: I wouldn't think that he got chosen for his... Uh, reverence for the original material. Because that didn't come out on screen.
0: Now it's bad. Uh, I'm gonna so, give I'm so, gonna give you this one real quick. Um a, uh, a writer on the Robert Rogerebert.com website, uh-huh. Ebert, um, Simon Abrams gave this a 0. 0.5 out of four stars.
1: Ooh. Woof.
0: Yeah. So anyway, back to the back to the script. So they're they're the going plot. after
1: this guy that they only know for most of the movie as LT. And then they go, oh, duh, LT. Lieutenant. Like, Lieutenant, Lieutenant duh. Okay.
0: So Ray Kurtz is the leader of these bad guys. They do a lot of, what's he really doing? What's the bad guy even doing? Uh, they're stealing
1: money. They stole like fourteen million dollars or something like that.
0: Okay. So he they're trying to curtail that. They're trying to figure out which cops are bad. They are have a few run ins, right, with those bad cops. Yeah, there's like five Sprinkled of them. Sprinkled throughout the movie. And then um they <sighs> Ponch's character has major issues with um some,
1: the opposite sex. Yeah.
0: But he's very into the opposite sex. Yes. Like, he's really trying... I mean, he can't help himself. Let's let's play it. They play it off that way. Yeah. He's addicted to love, folks. <laughs> he's addicted to love. So, Paunch, throughout the movie, is basically just, you know, trying to con- control himself. Yeah. And then the other guy is just trying to heal up from his wounds. There's a, one scene where he has... Um, Arthritis really bad because there's a bunch of rain that coming that day. He says it earlier in the movie rain. I always get, you know, achy during the rain or whatever. He can't get out of bed the next day. Uh-huh. So, Ponch has to come over and literally lift him. He's nude, by the way, out of bed. <laughs> and the hilarity ensues. They showed that in the
1: trailer. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> and so, um,
1: he's very homophobic, the,
0: um, the yes, Ponch character. Yes, he is. Well, they act that way at least. Yeah. They say, keeps keep saying that. <laughs> um, They are chasing down somebody. Uh, They're they're chasing down one kid who they run through this wire. They're trying to just stop the bike, but it ends up uh, cutting his head off. Sorry, I don't know how else to say that. And it turns out to be uh, one of the bad guys. They ID that. That helps them kind of solve who it is. It took them a
1: long time to ID that that guy. Yes,
0: it did. I I mean, mean, I know he
1: got decapitated and they don't have dental records. That's his face. It was so stupid.
0: But then um, basically, though... (laughs) <laughs> it's Ray Kurtz's son so that that's actually who that ends up being the main yeah. bad guy Kurtz sets a trap for him um, and um, by kidnapping John uh, not Don Baker John is it Baker Officer Baker's wife John Baker yeah. John Baker sorry I almost said Don Baker <laughs> um, who is I don't know on a couple different Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies Donnie Baker anyway it's just know.
1: it's just trope after trope after trope yeah, in this bad. movie. It's bad. So he, his wife gets kidnapped, and of course, because he's trying to get win his wife back, he has to answer that call and go after her.
0: Yeah, she sold her house, by the way. The wife did. Yeah, and that makes him mad. But he still survives that. Um, there's a lot of like I said innuendo throughout this. There's a couple. Of, there's two or three different nude scenes, and really the story to me is pretty inco- incoherent.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't understand a lot of it. That one of the very first things that you see is there's a helicopter. Hovering over this um, this bad guy that they've traced, they've tracked down and they've trapped him or whatever, cornered him, and the the bad guy takes hostage one of the cops that's trying to arrest him. Yes, ho- holds a gun to his head, and then um, the the guy in the chopper above them watches his cop friends get killed. But then they were like lovers, like they were together. They yeah. were to- they were a couple, basically the two guys. Yeah, and then. Um, was he the guy that died was like the husband of the wife that they talked to in the house? Or was it the the guy in the chopper that was the husband? I'm telling you, there were parts of this movie where I was just like You can't I, I you don't know who's related to off. who. I mean
0: the way you feel described it even then it's like, wait a minute, what happened? And then
1: it just The they, the, the plot was way more complicated than it needed to be. Like it, yeah, if they, you if you're just trying to tell a funny story, why yeah. why create all these Well Look at the way Lethal Weapon <laughs> does things.
0: Lethal Weapon has a very Pretty clear-cut good guy, bad guy thing. Bad guy, stop good guy. Good guy has to get out of situation. These guys did so much jumping back and forth with things that it made it kind of incoherent. Eventually, by the end, by the way, folks, they stopped the bad guy, Ray Kurtz, who has some stupid nitrous motorcycle thing that catches him. Oh, I know. There's a lot of... I will say this. This movie <laughs> has a lot of motorcycle play in it, so they're on... um Smaller Kawasaki motorcycles, the the one you know, folks. Ducati. The ones you know, folks. The ones you see weaving it in and out of traffic, doing uh, uh, you know uh, wheelies and stuff in your in whatever town you live in, <laughs> right? Not stunts. obeying any speed limits. Those it's Ducati, by, by the yeah, way. things like that. Yeah. And then they have then they have their own you know their cruising bikes for their for their you know police stuff. They have some dirt bike stuff in it, and they have some stunts. So if you like that kind of thing, you may enjoy this movie. But in the same vein. I'm not sure who this was really written for.
1: I don't either. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we'll probably talk about this uh, this kind of thing towards the end of the show, but yeah. um, it's, it is a very mature movie, like yes. you said, um, just the conversations that they're having and the visual stuff. Uh, it is clearly all all, all the way R yep. kind of movie, yep. language and all that. Yeah. Um and yet it is so juvenile. Like the the type of humor and the laughs that they're trying to go for and stuff like that would appeal to like an eleven year old boy. Yeah, yep. you know? and he can't even watch this movie. No, and he's too young to to see it. So right. I, I I don't know who the right. movie is for actually. I,
0: absolutely. It's like it was like if Deadpool didn't have Deadpool in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt like I was watching. Yeah. Anyway. Because he doesn't get his hands cut off in the end of it, by the way. Spoiler alert. Well his fingers. And he gets his fingers cut off. Yeah, three of them. Yeah. And then he gets what's his face? Dax gets shot in the arm by Ray Kurtz. It ricochets off of Dax's <laughs> titanium um titanium rotted arm. Because
1: that's the only way this movie could have ended.
0: Yes, and it and it gets Ray Kurtz. So that's how that's how the movie <laughs> Which, ended.
1: Which by the way, in that scene towards the ends when they're fighting, um he his his three fingers. Uh, middle finger, ring finger, and pinky finger get blown off. Yes. By a, a shot, like a single shot of, from a pistol, yeah. which I don't, I don't know how that works. I guess if it
0: shot at <laughs> you, but it would still take your index finger off. Yeah, it he would saved take his index finger.
1: I, I don't know how it shot off only those three fingers, but let's let's just go with that for a second. The so, angle. And all three fingers are totally intact. They're yes. not like blown to pieces. So they pick up all three fingers, and he's screaming for like thirty seconds. But then he's totally fine. And then he has a fist fight with the bad guy with his. Yes. Two-fingered hand. And he's not
0: bleeding everywhere. And
1: at one point, the bad guy uh, takes his fist and like like squeezes the, the broken hands of Ponch and he, and he screams out, oh, ow, ow. And we're like, you were just punching the guy in the face. Like what's gonna hurt more? Punching the guy in the face right. with your two-fingered hand right. or him like punching, you know, crin- uh, crunching his hand over it.
0: Absolutely. <sighs> um, Baker and his wife don't reconcile at the end of this though. Uh, Baker ends up with one of the female cops that he's that he's on the on duty with
1: I've you know of there's all the, a couple
0: female cops sprinkled into this whole mess too. of, the of
1: all the actors that I felt bad for I probably felt the worst for Kristen Bell like I mean she had to be in this movie because she's in in real life married to Dax yes but oh my gosh I just I every scene that she was in I'm just like I'm sorry Kristen I'm sorry you're in this film it's it's really really bad and you're you're trapped you're, but
0: your husband brought you into this yeah they are oh. in Hollywood you late. think she
1: she knew that it was bad while they were shooting it
0: Mm, I don't she know. She had to. I don't know. I guess She's been in some
1: huge A-list movies.
0: Yeah, and I wish she was... Uh, they would have kept her character the same as it did in the uh, Heroes Season 1. <laughs> but that changed too. So, um, Okay, so when we come back, we're going to rate this. Or rewind. We're going to say talk about some goods and bads. We're going to rate this. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what Phil's been into lately. And I think you'll be surprised, folks, because it's uh, being a ninja and kung fu chopping you in the face be right back welcome back to it is the horrible movie El podcast. Oh, so guess what phil it's time to talk about some goods and bads you have any goods for this movie
1: Um, I have a couple. I I think we kind of talked about it earlier about the stunts, the bike jumps and stuff like that. Um, You know, surprisingly enough, I didn't know this before watching the film, but Dax Shepard did actually did most of his own stunts in the movie, which I I think that's impressive. Like whenever an actor has the chops to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And you could tell it was really him. Like there were a lot of shots that you would think would be zoomed out or with a helmet on only, but it's just him with no helmet, riding a bike down some stairs or whatever. And he's actually the one doing it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Some of the jumps were really, really good. Um, And then I, I, again, I thought a couple jokes kind of landed somewhat funny, but for the most part, it wasn't that great. So that's that's kind of the extent
0: of my goods, to be honest. We talked about the uh, blown off hand thing. Yeah. The fingers blown off. Honestly, his reaction during some of those (laughs) was actually probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Not the actual bit of that happening, but like um, his reaction to having his hand blown off like that. And then like playing off of it later a little bit, because he's actually a pretty good actor. Yeah. But then, I just have never been a big Dax fan. What was the? I haven't. I actually Parenthood. What, what movie did you say it was? He, yeah, he was, he was in, in.
1: He was in Parenthood. I just don't
0: like that show, and I've never seen it. It's this yet is, another look. NBC show, by the way, <laughs> along with This Is Us. Yes, that takes itself very seriously.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it. My wife has watched Parenthood and enjoyed it. I've never seen a single episode. This is actually the first movie I've ever seen him in. Um, I when Dax Shepard was first on screen, like I'd mm-hmm. seen him on screen for maybe six or seven seconds. Right. I immediately went to Zach Braff. Like he, he looks he, a lot like, he, Zach looks ex- he looks like he could be Zach's brother. Right. You so, said,
0: what did you say earlier? You saw a tweet or something on. So
1: he, yeah. At Zach Shepard or whatever. He, he said, uh, Hey, at Zach Braff, um, I, I went, believe it or not, I went a whole day without somebody mentioning that I look like right. you. <laughs> right? So they're aware of it and they joke about it and stuff like that on Twitter. But, um, I don't know. I, he's like a combination for me between, um, he's a lot of Zach Braff. I think kind of the timid, timid, timidness, like the Zach Braff's character, JD on scrubs is kind of like that. Not sure. Not quite sure of himself, especially around women kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and then part Owen Wilson, because he, he sounds exactly like Owen Wilson in this movie. I and think he, he really, really wants to be him. He's like channeling Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't quite pull it off. Like, I don't know. He, he kind of has that, like, like, hey, dude, like, what's happening? Exactly. You know, kind of, kind of right. voice. And I, I'm just like not buying it the whole time. I'm like, dude, you just want to be Owen. So, nah.
0: Yeah. Um, just be Dax. Dax. Just be you. You Dax, be. Dax, if you're just, just you. Just do you. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Dax is in charge. Um, So your bads were
1: overplayed, Um, (laughs) decks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start. I have several. I'm going to start with this one because I I think it was probably the most uh, egregious to me. But um, on this podcast, a couple of the movies that we've seen that we've had guests talk about and stuff like that, we have mentioned the idea of objectifying women, how offensive that is. I'm not even a woman. And there were scenes in this movie where I was like cringing at how bad they were. Um, there's shots. Of course, we know that the, as we've mentioned earlier, that the Ponch character has uh, a trouble, you know, he just, he, uh, he sees women as objects, yes, sexual right, objects basically. Right. And I get that that's part of his character, but They, it's almost applauding it. Like throughout the movie, all of the characters are kind of sex crazed. Almost all of the characters in the movie are. And they're constantly talking about it. And there's homophobic remarks and um, just, you know, sexting and all this kind of stuff. And it's literally like the women in this movie – either the women are ugly and Mm -hmm. they're the butt of the joke because there's that one part where they're lining up all the women officers and the women, uh, the the woman, Lieutenant, whatever says, Hey, um, you know, the guy, the witness said that that there was a sexy officer that came into the hospital to pick this guy up. And then she, she kind of scans the crowd of these, you know, quote unquote, ugly women. And he says, so must be Lindsay. (laughs) Like meaning it's none of you guys. Cause you're all ugly. And, and then Lindsay is basically just there for eye candy. I hate to say it, Kristen Bell's an incredible actress, but she is literally just eye candy in this movie. Yeah, just to show off her cleavage, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, which they, you know, push to get pushed together. I mean, they force it. Right. Um, I, I felt bad, like I felt bad for just you know women that had to go see this movie because they were on a date or or they thought they like really like Michael Michael Pena or whatever, right. and walked out of there thinking like is this what guys think about women? Right. Like, it right. was just really really
0: offensive. Right. It's got um, man, it's just it it has a no tone. This movie has no tone to me. Yeah. Tone is very important in all movies, and this one has no real tone other than like I said. Uh, I always go back to American Pie, but that's what I feel like. It's like, you know, it's whipped just, cream, bikinis everywhere, folks. <laughs> and you just go, ridiculous. Th- like,
1: this, th- this movie will jump off of a subject quicker than, you. I mean, 30 seconds for some scenes, and then it goes to another scene right. that's ca- talking about something completely different. There's, it's all over the place, this movie.
0: It could be. I mean, if, if that's, maybe that's Dax's, uh, I almost said Zach, Dax's um, directing style. Maybe that's just what you get. What you get when you get Zach or Dax. Sorry. I don't know.
1: I don't know if it just suffered from really bad editing or or what. But yeah, it's it's not good.
0: So let's rate this movie on a scale of well, one. Okay, go got, ahead. I've got I've got a couple oh, more. Oh, so.
1: tell me more. Sorry. I mean the, the writing itself oh, yeah, is it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. written by the, Dax the, Shepard as the, well.
0: The the actual it's like incoherent at times. Like mush in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And, not Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> like the mom from Malcolm in the Middle who's on this show, but mush in the middle.
1: Yeah, um, I. The writing itself is so bad that I feel like the actors are improvising. Did you get that sense? Like they were adding additional lines off the on the fly. Like they they just something is what Rob. That's just... what Robin Williams was famous for. Right. Like he he would play right. the genie or someone else, whatever. And like and then half of the lines that end up on the on the finished film are yeah. just stuff that he just came Steve up. Steve Martin with.
0: does it. Yeah, um, Steve Carell does it. Yes, a lot of they're really good at it, and
1: and and they can do it and and pull it off like they yes. can get away with it. Yeah. These guys cannot do that, and the and I felt like they they were forced to, like they felt like they had to add lines that clearly made it into this movie. There's, there's some stuff that you can literally see the light bulb switch on in their eyes before they deliver the line because they literally just thought of it. And it's also trash, but they're just trying so hard to make something Something out of the script. Yeah. Right. So it's just, I don't know the the writing is really, really bad. I, you know, poor Dax both wrote and directed this film. And I, I, I feel like he's not really going to produce a lot if this is what we're going to expect from him. But, Um, yeah. And then we talked about, um, there's, there's parts, there's parts in the movie where I feel like the actors themselves are more pleased with their performance than I am. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're laughing at, the, <laughs> they're laughing at themselves. And you ever go to like a party and, oh. and, and, and someone tells a joke and everyone starts laughing and, and you're just looking around the room and you're like, I don't know why that was funny Yeah, because you're not in on the joke. I, I just felt like the the whole movie was the audience not in on the joke. Like the, the, these, these actors are coming together and having a great time amongst themselves, but I don't know what's why it's so funny. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. The the incoherent, I'm not sure writing or directing, it's the same person. So if if it's written by the same person that it's directed by, I know who to blame on this, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, I worry when I see written, directed, and lead star. There's
0: only a few people that can pull that all off. Yeah, and I don't know if that, uh, Dax is one of those people.
1: The, the movie felt both low budget and high budget. Like some of the the stunts and the and the uh, pyrotechnics and yes. stuff like that were really pretty pretty well done. I thought. But then the writing was so bad, um, the the credits of the movie runs, I I timed it, it runs for just about exactly three minutes. Like, it's the span of one song, the California love song. (laughs) However long that song is, is how long the credits are. Whereas a lot of movies will go for five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes. That, that should tell you everything that you need to know about the movie right. like their their cast and crew that worked on this thing was so limited yeah. and the amount of movie or the amount of money that they were given plus the fact that Larry Wilcox who was on the original show never appears in this movie yeah only Eric Estrada does at the very very end yeah and he's not even that great bit yeah uh, um, I, that's all everything you need to know about this film like it, people just didn't want to touch this thing right so gross chips Chips. A great movie. A
0: great-ish. Not really. <laughs> um, so you, let's rate this. One horrible to five horribles. One horrible being, meh, pretty bad. to five horribles being uh, acid in your face for life.
1: Um, I, th- I think I've said this before on other episodes I've been on, but I usually re- base it on what I wa- how likely am I to watch it again. I, know, I can tell you for sure I will never watch this film ever again. Uh, not by choice. But, <laughs> um, I would say it's it's definitely one of the worst comedy movies, and it's definitely the worst buddy cop movie I've ever seen in my life. I, I I'm going to give it a four out of five. I will never I will never come back to this thing.
0: I have no desire to watch it again. I'm going to go give it a four as well. Yeah, it's good. It's a four. It's a solid four. It's a solid horrible four, folks. It's a horrible. And hot garbage, hot um, <laughs> trash can on fire.
1: And I'm only not going five because there are a couple things to like about it. Um, who's that actress at the beginning of the film that, that we both like? SNL.
0: Oh, Maya Rudolph is My, in it. Maya Rudolph she's is good.
1: She, she's really fun. She was in SNL, right? Or am yeah. I thinking of... Okay. She, oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, she was, I thought she was pretty funny. Have you funny. seen Bridesmaids? No. You should I watch Bridesmaids. Yeah, it's I bet funny. I like it. It's good um I, th- I thought she was pretty good um oh, i thought michael peña at times he was kind of hit and miss was limited which is weird for him he was with,
0: so good in ant-man oh it's i like, know it's awesome
1: and once i heard th- heard that he was in this film i was like okay oh, he was yeah, a shot yeah good punch. shot yeah um but then oh woof um they so, should have put the
0: rock in this i mean if they could have put got the rock to do this movie then you just find a way to put him in it you know yeah make him the cap make him
1: the bad guy so, yeah, with a, a couple of the performances and the stunts and, like I said, the pyrotechnics yes. and stuff like that, it's like, okay, it's not all bad, but it's pretty close. Yeah, it's darn close. Um, Phil, what have you been into lately? Can you
0: think of anything off the top of your head? Is there anything you want to share with the audience that you've been into lately? Um, I have really been into lately. Guess what I've been into? I started watching smallville are you serious i'm going back and i'm watching again i'm watching smallville again wow how far are you in i'm i'm only halfway through the first season okay and it at times is entertaining
1: you have a long ways to go it's
0: okay my I amanda mean, and i are watching it. and honestly there's enough content out there that's not so bad that my son miller can watch it too he's six okay um it's it we're still in the WB run of it. I mean, it's not even back it's not even a CW show yet yeah, because yeah. This, this was when it was the WB. <laughs> and um so this it actually transitioned in the middle of the series. It did. And uh we're watching it and it's very interesting. It's Clark Kent and he's not gotten all his powers. And so he's not really Superman yet, but he's in high school. And it's good. It's it's an easy watch episodes are kind of long i will say that
1: <laughs> and and does it suffer from that thing that we were talking about in the tuesday show oh, where it's uh 24 episodes it's a
0: monster of the week that's what i'm a little worried about because they don't need 24 episodes or 26 episodes to How tell it, their story
1: like eight seasons or oh, something yeah, it's gonna be a long...
0: again though have, no, have is you seen all of, the yeah oh, yeah, I, yeah yeah i watched it wow okay
1: yeah.
0: um I liked it. i tell you that last season. The last two seasons of it are pretty good, I think. Yeah. Because you get a lot of the Superman bad guys. You get a lot of DC bad guys in it. And some good guys that come in. Blue Beetles on one of it. Oh, really? On, like, one, on one of, uh, at least one or big. two episodes. Um, and my favorite, you know who my favorite superhero is that, that is not used at all yet? Which I'm kind of okay with because they need to wait. Booster Gold. You know who Booster Gold is? No. Really? You look him up. Booster Gold from the future. He's awesome. I'm assuming he wears all gold. He has these gold goggles. He has a big gold star on his chest, like a navy blue outfit. He has a uh, Legion uh, flight ring that he stole from this museum in the future where he was a, a security guard. Booster gold. Charles back in time. Hangs out with Superman, Batman, a bunch of people. Huh. But he And he has a uh, little AI thing called Skeets. Skeets is this little flying thing. And Skeets is uh, Skeets is in that in that episode of Smallville. He is a like they just use like a Bluetooth headset for Skeets. But in the comic book and in the animated, he's in one of the animated. Series. I think he's in Justice League Unlimited. I think.
1: Does he run with Blue Beetle?
0: Yes, yes. Him, okay, uh, him so, and Blue okay. Beetle, or right, Ted Cord or whatever his name is, have a have a big big uh, big backstory. Okay, so this is going to be Rip Hunter. This is going to be random. Rip Hunter, Booster Gold are. Are, they team up a lot of times.
1: Okay, so this is going to be a random reference, but I, I literally just saw Booster Gold the first time two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was because he's in the um, Injustice 2 video game. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that that was him, but now that you're describing him, I'm like, okay, yeah. I what's did, what's I did. cool
0: about Booster is that— And he, he
1: hangs out with, with Blue yes. Beetle in the game. Blue Beetle,
0: so. Rip Hunter. You know who Rip Hunter is? If you watch, Legend- is he th-
1: He's the Legends of Tomorrow, he, guy, right, right? 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 Okay, But, gotcha. but, but yeah. he's,
0: but Booster's not been on any of those shows yet, which I'm, I'm okay, okay. with, because they need to find the right way to fit him in, because he is from the future. Yeah. But boy, the Flash stuff would fit right in with what what, he, what they do if they plug him in. His comic book character is really cool because Skeets is like, Skeets is a lot smarter than he is. Booster is not real smart, but he's stolen this technology from the future in a, t- a working time machine and travel back in time. Uh-huh. But he has all this future knowledge, and he knows about people's lives, and so he uses that to his advantage to make himself a big superhero. Huh. Booster Gold, folks. That's Check cool. it out. I feel like he's had his own run, at least for a little while, like a lot of those people have. You know, I mean, I think Elongated Man has even had his own book for a little while. So, I mean, Booster Gold has had a little bit of room, but not a ton. And he's been alive along with other people for the most part, but I really like him. He's probably my favorite character in, in D.C., probably. Cool. So, anyway, Booster Gold. But anyway, he's a little bit on Smallville, like I said. Been going back watching Smallville. Again, it's not as good as the current stuff, but pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. something to watch. It's summer. Just kicking it.
1: Um, I'll go real quick on mine. I, I, I talked about um – Skyrim the last time oh, or, yeah uh, several weeks back yes. on our, on our show I played that, it so. I
0: played it uh, yesterday
1: so yeah um, still still kind of plugging away at that game slowly it's a yeah. slow game like it's yeah. a long haul oh, you... game um, uh, for a while, I for think a while. my what am I into this week though it, um would just be and this is gonna sound kind of lame unless you're a dad but um, I'm just really enjoying time with my daughter my um gosh, it's the best yeah um, she is uh, almost a year old like she'll be her first birthday is coming up in a few weeks and, uh, tonight as we're recording this tonight, she, uh, was for the first time walking with me holding her left hand and Jessica holding her right hand. And we we're just like walking across the living room floor, the three of us together, like what, you know, walking on her own, but with support type of thing. And just those moments, like, I, I didn't think that they would hit me as hard as they are, but it's, it's cool. Like it's, 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 it's surreal really. Absolutely. Um, and I'm just really enjoying it. She, she is Happy all the time, and Jessica and I are not as adults. We are not happy all the time because life happens, you know. And so, just being around this person who knows nothing but just joy and fun, yeah, it really has like changed our the mood of our entire house. Yeah. So um, it's cool. I've always thought so. Like, fa- fatherhood, fatherhood two is two thumbs awesome. up.
0: It's two thumbs up, <laughs> and being engaged with your children is very important. Yeah, like you don't don't take that for granted because I know people that are just like they're like their children they okay they've had kids but it's like that's a back burner and they don't interact or they don't talk to your always talk to your kids you need to talk to your kids and you honestly need to talk to them not like an adult but like in that tone like you don't they don't need to goo gaga all day because that that'll right. screw up things too but it's like be engaged with your kids and i know you are but that's one thing the funnest thing is like kids that are just there's just alert they're always with it so yeah they listen anyway Thank you for listening, people. And um, Sorry
1: you had to watch this movie.
0: It's all good, man. Chips. Hopefully they didn't. Hopefully they didn't. They just listened to us, and then they they get that out of their system. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Check us out, and uh, we'll see you around the bend. Thank you so much. The Horrible Movie Podcast is powered by revolverpodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, From Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV, 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, Revolver revolverpodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.